So welcome to another episode of Make Your Mind Your Best Ally. And today I have again my friend, Dr. Caitlin Prickett. And today we are going to talk about sauna. Yes. Because you do both, right? You do sauna and you do the cold plunging. Exactly. The extreme temperature treatment. Cool. Well, um, I am very interested in that because I do it too, but I don't know much of the uh, medical, you know, terminology and stuff. So why don't we get started with um, what are the uh, physical and mental benefits for tennis players for using sauna? Sure. And there are so many mental and physical benefits. So the first thing is, it's really going to help reduce overall stress. Okay. So whether it's stress from mental stress, from just being concerned about a tennis match or physical stress from overexerting yourself Mm -hmm. during exercise, it really does help to lower overall stress. It also helps to reduce your blood pressure, Mm. increase circulation, promote relaxation, improve your immune system. Cool. And essentially what it's doing is it's inducing an artificial fever. Because you're exposing yourself to high temperatures. And so your body reacts the same way Mm -hmm. as it does when you have an infection. Oh, my God. I've never heard that. Yes. And so that's how you get that increase in your immune system production. Huh. Okay. And then for mental benefits, it decreases depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety, Because as you're going along in the heat, it's releasing several different hormones Mm. that help to promote relaxation, that helps to promote balance in the mind. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, I love all the, you know, terminology. Let's talk about hormones. What are the hormones that, that get activated? Yes. So there are main hormones that get activated, endorphins, dynorphins dopamine. And so dynorphins and endorphins are very interesting because they have an opposing effect. They're all a part of this um, endogenous opioid system that we have in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so dynorphin actually induces, it's released when you're in a painful situation. So in sauna, of course, you're in a very uncomfortable situation, Mm -hmm. especially during the first few minutes. And your body wants you to get out. But of course, you stay. We're working on resilience. We're going to stay. Right. And so the dynorphin is increased because it's uncomfortable. However, the dynorphins actually sensitize your endorphin receptors. Remember, endorphins are the happy okay. chemicals right. happy in your hormones. body. So when you get that runner's high or tennis high yeah. in this yeah. case, it's because the endorphins are being activated. And so the dynorphins increase the sensitivity of the endorphins, so you have an increase in the pleasure receptor receptors. Uh-huh, okay. You actually are able to relax a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so those are like the main two hormones that are being activated wow. during sauna and deliberate heat exposure. That's unbelievable. My God, you need to come here more often. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, how do they affect the brain short? And long-term, is there a difference between the short-term and long-term, anything? Yeah, so with any temperature, extreme temperature exposure, whether you're doing you know, cold plunging or deliberate heat exposure like sauna therapy, mm-hmm. over time you actually do build up this relaxation. You do build up this increased tolerance to handle uh-huh. stress. Yeah. 
And so you'll find that you're able to recover from your workouts faster because with sauna, it's actually promoting detoxification. And oh, so when you're okay. doing heavy workouts and doing sauna afterwards, yeah. that actually helps to get rid of the lactic acid buildup mm-hmm. so your muscles are able to better recover. And so that helps mentally because you are less sore after the tennis match or working out. Hmm. You're able to relax a little bit better. Yeah, I always notice that. And I notice people putting stuff under skin. Is that good? Or should you just leave yourself alone? You mean like the heating? Sugar and I don't know. I've I've seen like weird things happening, you know, as far as applying things that, you know, people swear by it, that it like unclogs the pores or is that just... As like an augment to the sauna? Yeah. You know, there are some protocols where people are adding (laughs) certain like essential oils to help with relaxation or to promote mental clarity. And that's okay to do as mm-hmm. long as it's not interfering with your actual like, yeah. bread and butter sauna protocol. You don't want to put anything thick on that's going to prevent you from perspiring or sweating. Right, because that's you need point. to sweat. That's part of it. That's part of the detoxification. Okay. Really, when you get in there, you really just want to sit. And it's almost a time for meditation. It's a yeah. quiet time. Usually, you go in there by yourself. You may be in there with other people. If you're at a gym or something mm-hmm. like that, but everyone's in their own mental headspace. And so you're really able to sit, do some meditation, some mindfulness activity, mm-hmm. because again, your heart rate is going to be increasing a little bit as you stay in. You're inducing an artificial fever. Mm-hmm. So it's that's not going to be comfortable to begin with, but that's the point. Huh. That's the point. You're trying to induce this uncomfortableness now so that you do have that relaxation and comfort later on. Same thing as we discussed with the cold plunging. Right. That's so cool. Wow. Okay. So um, what's the ideal routine during the week in order to get the benefits? Yes. And there's so many studies out that have looked at this. And most of the studies have shown that the sauna temperature, and these are traditional saunas, Mm -hmm. is about 175 to 200 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty hot. And these are the traditional saunas. So you're staying in there roughly about 20 minutes at a time. Of course, with any new activity, you're going to build yourself up. A new person, a novice to sauna is not going to go in and stay for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Because you have to see how your body's going to react. And so you kind of build yourself up to 20 minutes. And you want to do it several times a week if you can. Okay. What's the minimum? The minimum. So the benefits that the research out there um, has shown that you need to do at least two to three times a week to get the cardiovascular benefits. So there's this um, decrease in all-cause mortality, meaning a decrease Mm -hmm. in death by doing the sauna two to three times a week. It increases uh, cardiovascular mortality by 27%. Now, if you do it four times a week, you're going to decrease your cardiovascular death by 50%, which is remarkable. Oh, my God. It is so interesting with extreme temperature treatment, how our bodies respond to that. And it's really a natural way to to prevent death. That's unbelievable. (laughs) Additionally, the research out there shows that it helps to rebuild new neurons in the brain, too. Mm -hmm. This is important for tennis, too. I've never heard that. Because it's helping to improve your memory and cognition. It's showing decreases in Alzheimer's disease incidence in those who do frequent saunas. So my goal is typically three times a week for sauna. Of course, 
those people have to go to the gym and yeah. do it. Not everyone has the luxury of having one at home. If you have one at home, then yeah. of course do it more. You can do it up to, you know, seven days a week, honestly. Oh, seriously? Wow. Yes. I didn't know at that. At 20 minute increments. Now, post-workout is typically the best time to do okay. it to get that detoxification effect, that relaxation. Again, mm-hmm. you're getting rid of that lactic acid in the body. It helps muscles recover. Okay. So most people will do it after the workout. Huh. Wow. So there's another um, another thing you can do, steam bath. What's the difference between a sauna and a steam bath? Yes. So with steam baths or steam rooms, basically these are enclosed rooms that mm-hmm. are releasing steam. So it's very humid in there. It's, you know, 100% humidity you can have. But it doesn't get as hot yeah, as a sauna. That. It seems it's only easier. About, yeah, about 100, 100 to 120 degrees Fahrenheit in the steam rooms. Okay. So while this is good for those with respiratory disorders, like if you have a lot of sinus or upper respiratory issues, it can help to clear you out. Okay. You're really not going to get the high enough temperatures to affect the cardiovascular system, the mm-hmm. circulation, boosting the immune system, helping with mental clarity. Right. So because with the traditional saunas, the humidity is much less, but it gets much hotter. Right. So you're really able to get deep into the tissues and have those thermogenesis effects, wow. that artificial fever effect. Okay that we want from the sauna. So in terms of hygiene with the steam bath and knowing that, you know, everybody's trying to, is it not the best thing that you could be doing for yourself? Yeah. If you're in there, you know, with other people and everything's getting, you know, airborne. Yes. Everything's coming out the sinus and nasal bacteria. Yeah. And, of course, as you're in there, things are going to start draining. Like your sinuses will drain. Yeah. Uh, your nose will drain. And so it, there can be some um, maybe Stuff negative effects air. for that. Yeah. So. No sun up there. I <laughs> you mean, can no now, steam if you want to do a steam bath, of course, close the door, put your shower on hot, and get oh, some steam that way. there you go. Think about, like, when you have a sinus infection, there are those steam rinses or steam. You put your head over a um, mm-hmm. hot bowl of water and then you inhale the steam it's the same thing yeah it clears your lungs okay exactly but for, we're talking about the thermogenesis effects steam bath is not the most effective way to do that okay all right well good to know let's see let's talk about oh uh, the different kinds of saunas that are out there like infrared and you know all this stuff how does that differentiate from each other? yes so when you hear sauna sauna is actually a finnish word And so it means basically to heat up rocks, so to speak, Mm -hmm. in an enclosed room. Usually the rooms are wood lined. So you see the size of saunas, they're wood paneled. And there's usually in the corner a set of rocks and those rocks are being heated and the Um. rocks are are what is releasing the heat. So the rocks can be heated by actual fire, um, electrical currents, Okay. And little coils that heat up Mm. the rocks. Mm -hmm. And so all the studies out there are using traditional sauna techniques. Okay. And again, 175 to 200 degrees Fahrenheit for the temperature for those saunas. Now, infrared saunas are a little bit newer. And some people are saying, well, infrared is better because it penetrates deeper into the tissues. While that is true, it's not getting as hot as the uh, traditional sauna. Okay. So you're only getting up to about 150, maybe 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, They're not as uncomfortable. 
right. as the yeah, traditional saunas. Again, like... as we you know discussed before, the that discomfort is mm-hmm. actually what we're looking for wow. with the sauna treatment. So I always recommend the traditional Finnish saunas. Mm-hmm. Um, because those have the most benefit. Those are the most widely studied. All of the data out there hmm. for the benefits of sauna have come from the traditional Finnish saunas. Oh, my God. Wow, that's incredible. This is very good to know. There's so much stuff out there online. There is. You never know. That's there why. is. That's why we have you here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's see. Let's talk about mental resilience, the benefits that you get from using a sauna consistently. Because I, you know, you, you mentioned something in the beginning. Yes. So with the mental benefits, anytime you're putting yourself into a stressful or uncomfortable situation, hmm. that's actually going to promote health and wellness long term. Right. Whether it's, you know, going really hard with your tennis practices mm-hmm. or, you know, exerting yourself in your exercises, putting yourself in deliberate heat exposure or deliberate cold exposure, right. putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations actually does promote overall mental clarity, helps with physiologically your overall body processes. Mm. And so with going into a sauna, of course, when you first get in and if you're staying 20 minutes, yeah. it's going to be very uncomfortable. You're going to notice your heart mm-hmm. rate goes up. Yeah, I was going to mention that because yes. it's almost the same thing as when you go into the cold bath. Your heart goes like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> this is supposed yes. to be healthy. And again, you know, people are like, well, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. But it really, I mean, the the all of the research out there about sauna, I mean, it's all proven yeah. to help so much with your body. And so mentally you are working on, again, resilience, yeah. being able to overcome challenges, being able to be like, no, I can handle this. I can mm-hmm. stay for the 20 minutes. Right. And that really does help with other daily challenges. Would you suggest to have um, water, to drink water while you're in the sauna? I do. Okay. I do. I recommend drinking water before. Of course, if you're doing it after a workout, you should be drinking um, water, you know, as you work out anyway. Mm-hmm. Even if you're doing just a sauna day, make sure you drink a lot of water beforehand and mm-hmm. have the water in there that you can sip on. Not all the time. Yeah. You don't want to be cooling yourself mm-hmm. as you're warming yourself up. Okay. But just in case you get a little lightheaded yeah. or you feel like you're getting too hot, having the water del- there by the door would be beneficial. Okay. How about a cold shower after the sauna? Would you recommend that or is, are you ruining the effects of the sauna? Personally, I think it's best just to let your body heat or cool back down naturally. Ah, okay. Hmm. Just like we do with the cold plunge. Let your body warm back up naturally. Same thing with any of these deliberate temperature exposures where you're exposing yourself to extreme temperatures. Okay. Let your body gradually cool down. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because otherwise you may be reversing the benefits of the heat exposure because you're, you're cutting off the the high temperature too quickly. Just like if you have a fever when you're sick, a lot of times they'll say, just let the fever ride itself out because that's your body trying to heal itself. That's your body boosting your immune system. So it's the same kind of principle. You don't want to take Tylenol to cut off your your heat therapy. I I so love where you come from, the the way that you practice medicine, because it's it's so, like, let your body heal itself. The body is so powerful, and doing, reading about cold plunging and saunas, you realize how resilient the body is and how the body is really able to take care of itself, and we can use these natural approaches, the heat, Mm -hmm. to really help augment and 
increase what our body does anyway. Right. Our body really is able to heal itself in so many aspects. That's unbelievable. And I would say, you know, we're in Florida and you know, anybody that's practicing to to come to a tournament in Florida, wouldn't you say sauna is a good way to practice? Definitely. To yes. Yes. Get wow. used to the heat. Because the temperature in the sauna, you know, is 175 degrees. It's hotter than what it's going to be, you know, here outside. outside. But still, yes, getting your body used to that higher temperature uh-huh. is very important. That's so cool. Are there any other points that you haven't talked about sauna? There's actually a case study that I found uh, from 2018 where okay. they had a, a young world professional tennis player mm. who they studied for three weeks Uh, post-sauna treatment and the benefits of doing sauna treatments after their tennis practice and tennis matches. Oh, my gosh. So it's very relevant to what we're talking about today. I do, always. (laughs) (laughs) So the research showed, so this person, this tennis player, Uh did 12 post-workout sauna sessions over three weeks. So that's roughly about four sauna sessions a week. Wow, okay. And they measured objectively, so they did some objective measurements on their increase in red blood cell production and hematocrit. They did how well their um, backward sprints and Uh their arm swings improved. Okay. And it also showed their tolerance to um, running. Okay. So they objectively measured all these things. And across the board, the red blood cell volume increased. That means that the person was getting more oxygenation After doing their sauna treatments, they were able to improve their arm swing and their backward sprints. Yeah, yeah, because going backwards is one of the hardest things. There's a whole science to running backwards, number one, (laughs) so you don't fall and, you know, hurt yourself. But, yeah, it's one of the most difficult things that you can do. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and it showed that their body, their blood was actually carrying more oxygen throughout the body, which is important with any sort of athletic activity. You need oxygen to perform. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting that with what mm-hmm. we're talking about today, a tennis a professional tennis player utilizing sauna for their own tennis performance and how yeah. across the board it benefited them. This is only three weeks of doing it. Imagine doing it for months on end, the benefits that That's you'll get. unbelievable. Wow. Okay. I got to think of more things to ask you, more <laughs> subjects, because you're like a whole encyclopedia walk-in. Thank you. But anyway, so we're going to leave it there because otherwise we'll be talking forever. Yes. <laughs> but promise me you're going to come back and visit us Definitely. Again, I'd love to. We'll we'll think about another, another set of questions to ask. Sounds okay, good. Well, thank you so much. And we'll yeah. see you again in our next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.